another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And we got the uh, TikTok live stream going simultaneously while I'm recording so that people can leave any uh, comments or questions they have for feedback. And hopefully we can incorporate some of that feedback into today's, uh, today's recorded show. So first and foremost, an F-35 fighter jet uh, malfunctioned and its pilot ejected. And then the, uh, the remains of the fighter jet were found, I believe, in South Carolina. Now, what's weird is that it continued flying after he ejected. And it's also weird that they're not really releasing details on what caused it to malfunction. Of course, it's one of the U.S. military's flagship. Uh, flagship fighters is the F-35. Just incredibly expensive and all the latest stealth technology that you can pack into a fighter jet. Uh, has been packed into the F-35. And so they're not really giving any details to the public yet on what caused the malfunction. Luckily, the pilot survived. But there's credible discussion, credible rumors on social media that the U.S. military in response has actually put out a stand-down order where they're asking people, or they're asking their, their forces across the U.S. not to... Uh, not to fly the F-35 until they figured out what went wrong, which sounds pretty drastic if it's true. It sounds like a pretty drastic move, but it also makes sense because if they truly don't know what went wrong, and it is a relatively new uh, fighter jet, but they don't have as much testing data on, as much, you know, in-flight data, it makes sense that they want to know what went wrong before uh, moving forward. And of course, there's been total... Total unvetted speculation that it could have been an alien or a UFO encounter that uh, it somehow decommissioned the aircraft, or it could have been the Chinese. The Chinese could have hacked it. I love how people throw these casual assertions around, like, oh yeah, they're just going to casually hack our flagship fighter jet and cause it to crash on our own soil. What does that achieve for them? Why would they give that away? If they did know how to hack it, why would they give that away in a non-war setting? What is What do they get out of that, right? It's like just these, these uh, kind of low information folks just don't want to think for themselves. And so they're just going to pin it on China. Even though, again, ultimately it doesn't make any strategic sense that China would be willing to provoke a, a world war by hacking our, our F-35s on U.S. soil. It'd be one thing to try to hack it if it's, if it's you know, in combat against them, but it's over our own soil. It really makes no sense, just this knee-jerk reaction to blame China for everything. Hey, Molly, welcome. Uh, so that's the rumors that all the fighter jets are currently on stand-down order until they've, you know, ruled everything out. But no, I don't believe it's a hack from the Chinese government because that just doesn't make any sense. Now, if it's a hack from like a, a rogue rogue organization or maybe even an emergent AI, maybe AI is at that point where it's starting to hack our systems. That's possible to me. That seems, you know, within the realm of computer science. But saying it was turned off by UFO or something, it's like, okay, I want to see some video. If that's the case, I want to see some pretty stunning video of a UFO chasing uh, F-35. And that's not what we see. We just see some, you know, rubble from where it eventually crashed. Uh, the next topic that we want to bring up 
is uh, Bitcoin got a big uh, Bitcoin got another big boost of credibility today with the news that Nomura, which is apparently the largest investment bank in Japan, sort of like their equivalent of Goldman Sachs or Citibank, and they are launching a quote Bitcoin adoption fund for their institutional clients. So we have Japan, a major Western democracy with high tech and lots of fiat bank accounts. So, yeah, the time when people are trying to trying to brand it is over. Meanwhile, you got other countries who are who are uh, continuing to approve products that use Bitcoin. I don't see it as over at all, and I see the the CPI data. Consumer price index inflation stuff is coming in hotter than they expected. And we got these pundits who are saying, oh, if you exclude gasoline and food, because gasoline's been hard hit by demand and food has been hit by the Ukraine issue because the grain's not shipping out as fast or something. And if you exclude transportation and if you exclude labor, then you're actually not seeing much inflation. People literally say this on MSNBC. And it's like, but that's almost everything you spend your money on, right? If like gasoline, so energy, transportation, so commuting to work, going on vacation, even shipping a shipping something on eBay, all those costs suddenly rise. Labor, so people aren't willing to work for as much as they were working a few years ago. They want more. Uh, it's like that's that, those are the major inputs in your economy. And they try to exclude that, like, oh, aside from gasoline and food, it's like, well, you need food to eat. If you can't afford the food, then the other things you're putting in your basket to make your rigged CPI numbers look better, ultimately, doesn't really matter. Uh, so then we have uh, RFK Jr. continuing to promote his his uh, love for Bitcoin. He photographed Photographed himself holding a copy of the latest issue of Bitcoin magazine. So he's really he's really going for it. The fact I think we'll use this image as the image on today's podcast. Like I said on Twitter, this guy is really pandering to us. I might even vote for him if he keeps it up. Uh, so here's an interesting quote about Bitcoin that I saw on Twitter earlier today from Ray Dillinger. I don't know who that is, but Ray Dillinger apparently said this back on September 10th, 2017. Quote, Satoshi reserved nothing for himself. I don't think I've ever encountered someone so completely uninterested in personal wealth. As far as we can tell, he mined approximately 1 million Bitcoins and has never sold a single one. That's a good point, right? So this guy, Satoshi, whoever he was, either NSA, LARPing as uh, a scholarly Japanese man, uh, yeah, the NSA LARPing is this scholarly older computer programmer or just maybe a rogue genius or a little team of geniuses but whoever Satoshi was it's true no personal interest he's never given a single interview and he's never moved or sold a single coin and he supposedly has access to close to a million of them now some people have speculated that those coins have been permanently destroyed they've been burnt uh, people have speculated also that at least another million coins, another million coins total are are gone forever, lost or missing from various early uh, participants. And so that would mean at least two million of the coins are gone, which makes it more rare than most people realize. 
if that's the case. So. Uh, Maria, thanks for the kind words. Good to see you as well. Uh, Diana says, I think we are in cahoots with China so we can blame them while our government holds the door open. Interesting theory. Uh, someone else says, Molly says they already found the debris field from the fighter jet. Yeah, I think in South Carolina somewhere. But yeah, so earlier today, Litecoin was actually up more on the daily than uh, Bitcoin. So let me let me bring up the latest numbers to see. It sounds like someone's like packing ice outside of my condo. Like it's been silent all day. And now they're like, oh, I'll do a little 10-minute company update. And it's like somebody's breaking blocks of ice or something. Or loading like a truck. Loading a truck with soda cans or something. Like just completely bizarre. Uh, let's see. So yeah, still beating Bitcoin. Uh, according to Google Finance, Bit is up 1.4% today, while Litecoin is up 2.09%. And it's remarkable that both are up so much on a day when the Dow, the Dow, the stock market closed down. At one point, it was trading down almost 300 points, and then ended the day down 106 points. So, very interesting times. And again, free little blog post I put up earlier today with some latest thoughts. Uh, do I think that the BRICS currency will come with social credit scores? I don't know. I don't know enough about how they plan to design it. Global warming. Uh, that's, I guess you're asking, what is my view on it? I think there is climate change. Uh, I like to troll people by asking, like, you're familiar that when you put, uh, when you put a soda can or something in the freezer, it'll burst, right? If you leave it in there for long enough, it will actually burst. And the reason why is that when water freezes, it expands. It takes up more space when water moves to its frozen ice state. Uh, so you've got what are essentially large ice cubes at the North and South Pole, right? And if they're gradually melting contrary to this notion that we all wake up one day underwater, uh, wouldn't it do quite the opposite? Doesn't the volume of the ice as it converts to liquid water actually drop, right? Like, this is a very simple question that none of these zealots have been able to answer for me because it kind of, like, twists their brain, and I'm not trying to. It's like I'm, I'm trolling, but I'm also asking a serious question, which is, doesn't it function like an ice cube? Is this why we're not all underwater yet? It's just a fundamental misunderstanding about what happens when an ice shelf actually melts. Is it really that simple? Have I outsmarted all the globalists with this riddle? <laughs> Sixth grade physics right here, right? 
Uh, and yet, seriously. So I think there is climate change, but I think it's more linked to variation in the orbit of the uh, planet. Um, and there are other theories like changes in the, the heliosphere. So we're, we're wrapped in this envelope called the heliosphere. And it's like the protection of the sun's energy gives us at the outer edges of the solar system. And if not for that, we'd be getting hit with all this cosmic radiation all the time. And for the most part, we're not because of that. But there's a theory that sometimes it kind of fluctuates, gets a little bit weaker, and then it can let bad stuff through. And of course, the Earth has its own, you know, magnetosphere. It has its own thing going on. It's kind of a similar concept. And there are holes that are forming. And if you get too much of a breach, suddenly the Earth could either cook or get real cold. And I think that's what we're seeing. But again, I don't think it's like necessarily us causing it because I think it's happened before. Uh, so those are just my superficial thoughts on it. Yeah, everything is a cycle, exactly. Um, they found evidence of ancient societies with pretty sophisticated underground cities and villages and stuff, right? They found this. It's not, you know, InfoWars. Uh, so they have these little underground cities where 10,000 or 20,000 people or something could live for an extended period of time. And this is without the benefit of modern entertainment or laptops or microwave food and stuff. So it was probably quite inconvenient to live underground for months and to set up a whole city underground with, you know, even... Uh, even dairy and little shops and pubs and stuff, basically, for people in ancient times. Why would they go through that effort if they didn't need to be underground? Either hiding from an enemy for a long time. But that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because any enemy that's human would eventually figure out that you're hiding underground. It would just, you know, go after you. So it's more likely it was used as some kind of natural, uh, you know, some kind of survival thing from a natural disaster. Uh, but yeah, it'd be great to know with certainty about this stuff. And I think, uh, I think we're getting closer and we're getting gradually closer to real answers just because there's so much information spilling out and they can't control it all. They can't control it all. When I see something that blows my mind on here, I immediately save it. I save it to my phone and then if it's really good, I'll back it up somewhere. And so hopefully you guys are starting to do that as well. You got to be like sifters of information. All right, well, I'm going to end the podcast here, but I'll keep hanging out with you guys for a bit. And if you're listening on the podcast, link in description so you could add your email address. Also the link to today's free blog post that I mentioned earlier. And I'll put my tips page. Some of you are generous, but the majority of you have been very silent this year. And the year's almost over, about 104 days until 2024. It used to be 2024 seemed like the distant, unreachable future. Now I'm quite confident we'll get there, unless, you know, there's an asteroid or something. I think we'll see 2024. It's again only 104 days away. Uh, so yeah, if you've enjoyed the content this year, please send a tip of five or 10 bucks, you know, strength in numbers, all of you guys throwing us some money allows us to put out more content. All right. Thank you guys so much. Ending the podcast. 
You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.